Hey friend, I'm Laura Lee and welcome to Living in the Light. Here on the podcast, we share our stories of how Jesus has brought us from the dark and into his glorious and powerful light. This is a space for you to be encouraged and to remember that your story matters. With God, even the brokenness has incredible purpose and meaning. I'm here to bring real life to light. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are kicking off season four of Living in the Light, and I'm calling this season Hope in the Light. Each week I'm sharing a conversation where I sit down with a friend and we dive into some of their story while opening up God's Word and talking through a few passages of Scripture in the book of 1 Peter. These conversations are centered around hope and holiness and how we live this out in our lives. My prayer is that they encourage you as you seek following Jesus and living in the light of his love. Today, my friend Anmai Zubia joins me on the podcast, and she's going to ask me a few questions. Usually, I'm the one interviewing guests on the podcast, but Anmai thought it would be fun to turn the tables so that I could dive a little deeper with you guys. So today, I share some struggles I have walked through in my own life and story and how clinging to the hope of Jesus has continued to take me from strength to strength. In each episode this summer, I'm going to start us off by reading a passage of scripture from the book of 1 Peter that will be highlighted in the episode. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This is the word of the Lord. Now, here's my conversation with Anmai. Hi, listeners of Living in the Light. This is not Laura Lee Turner. This is Anmai Carney, her assistant best friend best friend um, we are here too we're both here yeah we're gonna flip the mic around a little bit today though mm-hmm. you don't get to hear from Lorelei super often and there's so much happening with rise collective so much happening with the podcast and i wanted to give her an opportunity to share more of her story mm. more of her vision this and um just for you guys to hear honestly and openly the parts of her heart and her story that she hasn't necessarily uh, shared about. So we're just gonna jump into it. It's like a scary setup. <laughs> <laughs> being interviewed, being on the other side. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, like half the time you're introducing me just now, I was just like talking over you. <laughs> I don't know how to be on the other side. Um, it's okay. I'm good. I'm drinking water out of a Give Me Jesus coffee cup. It's cute. It's it's good. Okay, let's go. All right, let's do it. So, Orly. What do you think is a fun fact people don't already know about you? Okay, so you may have told me you were going to ask me this question. Yes. And so I premeditated my answer, (laughs) which is honestly like... Premeditating fun facts. Very on brand for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I just thought of one that I really Mm -hmm. want to share with the listeners that honestly I don't even know if you know this about me. Um, The Sirens of New York. That is... Welcome to New York, ladies and gentlemen. Um... So my, I was going to say I eat a English muffin for breakfast every single day with peanut butter, which is a fun fact. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a very favorite pen, 
and it's the Pilot G2 0.38. And if you're listening and you relate to a love for that pen, we, we're we bonding right now yeah. in like a really <laughs> spiritual way. I think having a favorite pen is a really universal thing. It is. Like mine used to be the G7 or Pilot yeah. 0.5s. Yeah. But then... Oh, thick. Thick yeah. girl. <laughs> well, okay. It used to be the 0.7s, but then I learned that they had 0.5s. Okay, okay. And my handwriting is so messy, but mm. the point... Understand. 3.8 might be the move next. But That's the move. Okay, there's not pen. too much pen time. Okay. Yeah, not too much pen time. Yep. Okay. <laughs> really, honestly, you're usually the one keeping me on agenda. I so know. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. You know how I get about pens. I know. And stationery. Okay. It's important stuff. Lori Lee, what's new with this season of the podcast? Oh, what is new? This season of the podcast. Yeah, just the podcast. Just the podcast. So, Living in the Light started during the pandemic as a podcast where I was interviewing artists and creatives Mm -hmm. and the whole thing was they shared their stories of how Jesus has brought them from the dark and into his glorious and powerful light. And it slowly evolved. It has Mm -hmm. been, it has stayed, I think centered around artists and creatives, but this past season I started sharing more about the journey with rise collective and Mm -hmm. the rise collective house. Yeah. Um, and just that dream that the Lord put on my heart. And I, I felt like I wanted to bring along the listeners to the journey I was going on. And now, um, we've had a little break in the podcast and it's been a time, honestly, for like me personally, just a time of really needing to listen to God. And Mm -hmm. I find that when I'm, when I'm, using a lot of words personally (laughs) it doesn't always create the environment to listen to a lot of words coming Mm. in so it's been needed and necessary and I've really felt called to it for the past few months so it's been good um I want to go into my word for the year but Mm -hmm. that would be a whole tangent so yeah we're gonna avoid um, it we're gonna not say that (laughs) but he's been teaching me about pondering with him Mm -hmm. which has been really good Um, But the podcast this season is going to be our summer season, and it's it's going to be me interviewing friends of mine, some of them artists and creatives, um, some of them like writers and ministry leaders and teachers of the Bible, some of them not, and they still will be sharing their stories and pieces of their stories where Jesus has taken them from the dark and into his powerful light. Mm -hmm. That's just the whole premise of the podcast because I believe that's where the good news shines the brightest. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about what's going on with Rise Collective. Mm -hmm. How does that relate to the podcast and how is it kind of existing Mm -hmm. on its own? Hmm. There's really a lot happening with rice collective um how is it existing on its own so a little bit of story with that rice collective started also in pandemic around the podcast time um and was just a community of women studying the bible together every week and that came from my just missing people and Mm -hmm. missing community and um, 
putting a Zoom link out on the internet and asking, does anybody else want to study the Bible with me? And a lot of women came and yeah. it just continued to grow and multiply. And it was College Girls for Christ. And then it was Laura Lee's <laughs> Bible study community. And then God just made it really clear to me that he was birthing a ministry and mm-hmm. something that he seeded in my heart back in college was um, really growing by his grace. And so that's when it became um, Rise Collective Women. Mm-hmm. And God just really clearly gave me the verse Isaiah 60, where it says, Arise and shine for your light has come, and the glory mm-hmm. of the Lord rises upon you. Um, and this ministry exists uh, with the vision of seeing women united in Christ, rooted in God's word, and rising up for the glory of God. And there are some different ways we're doing that. So... Yeah, tell me what's new, kind of like what's coming up. Kind of to, yes, just to say what's new, we have this online community that is connecting for discipleship and growth and friendship and um, community. But what's coming up, which kind of connects us all, both our New York City community mm-hmm. and the online community, is this summer we're doing a study on First Peter. And... First Peter is an epistle in the New Testament. It's a really great letter, all about living in the light. <laughs> well, really, honestly, it's about like living lives following Jesus and practical. Like, how do we do this? What does yeah. this mean for our lives? And mm-hmm. um, Peter gives us um, a lot of wisdom in that. So yeah. I'm really excited about the Bible study, and I'm writing. Uh, guide, writing the study? A guide? Bible study? I don't know what we want to call it. Is this your first time doing that? First time doing that? Well, I wrote a little discipleship companion last summer to mm-hmm. help um, others walk through just some good news. But this is, yeah, this is the first time like really digging into a book of the Bible and helping other people um, yeah. hopefully want to do the same. Yeah. And yeah, so we're doing that in our group here in Rise Collective. Mm-hmm. In New York, we're dividing up into small groups with leaders, and uh, that resource will also be available for people who are in our online community mm-hmm. and on our website online. So, yeah, you're going to see all about it. Yeah. And there's one more part of something new coming up. Tell me about it. The articles, yes. We are um, developing an articles piece of our ministry, and it'll be accessible through our website. But basically, this is also another means of women sharing their stories of how mm-hmm. Jesus has just come in and transformed their life in different ways. And, um, every voice is different and yeah. every writer's different. And, mm-hmm. um, I think our heart behind it, grace and rise collective is helping mm-hmm. me head this. And, um, our heart behind it is that when women would just feel encouraged and mm. empowered to share words on their heart, yeah. and that may be commentary on, you know, something in culture and dating and being a Christian in that space or mm-hmm. um, more like commentary-like or mm-hmm. um, your story and just like yeah. something the Lord is really teaching you heart. right now um, in scripture and in your own journey. So we're excited to see like how women in the community respond to that and mm. step up, rise up to <laughs> begin sharing their stories yeah I mean our short our stories our testimonies are how the Lord is glorified through us and um his goodness just on display yeah so I love just your heart for creating opportunities for women to use their gifts 
to um, mm. feel known, to be known, mm. and that, you know, other women's stories, you know, it might not be ours. Yeah. We all have very individual experiences. Yeah. But allowing women who may not have the opportunity to learn how to share their story, who may not know exactly what God is doing through their lives, giving yeah. them a platform mm. to say, hey, we want to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. We want to hear your story. Yeah. And just giving people the opportunity to step into something new mm. um, and exciting with people walking alongside them. So I just love your heart behind that and um, just all the things that God is doing in Rice Collective right now. He's doing so much. It is, it's really beautiful to be a part of and to witness and these women, I just love them so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so fun. So fun. So you've shared before on the podcast, you know, about the house, about how oh, the Lord yes. really spoke to you and as Isaiah 60, and you just kind of reiterated that story a little yes. bit and began the Dream of Rise Collective and kind of launched some of this. But I don't think that that's the whole story, right? You know, so I want to hear a little bit more about uh, your heart for empowering women, mm. their lives, their faith, community. I want to hear a little bit of the origin there. Ooh, I love that you were like, I don't think anybody's heard the whole story. And what I love about that is no one will ever know the whole story. Exactly. Isn't that cool? (laughs) Like only you and God know the things that you've been through and Mm -hmm. the, you know, the struggles and the challenges and the highs. And I'm just finding that walking with him is like the gift in all of it, in our stories and... Um, he's really, really taught me that in the past few years of just how much delight and joy and uh, adventure there mm-hmm. is in listening to the voice of God and abiding in him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think the origin of a lot of this, I mean, it goes back to much of my own story and mm-hmm. testimony and think that's what you're getting at with um, things that parts of my story that people may not necessarily know about and um, to back up a lot of my own like pain and honestly like brokenness and struggle Mm -hmm. with um, believing has been uh, rooted in um like a desire for rightness and a feeling like I have to like perform or get things right Mm. or um the word perfection yeah actually is like very close to home with this like Mm -hmm. pain point that I think that the Lord has like just redeemed (laughs) a word that we keep talking about redeemed in a lot Mm. of like holistic ways in my life um and a lot of it has been rooted in um, just a struggle with feeling known and loved mm. and discovering that I am fully known yeah. and loved and I am chosen and even that big word, which I want to share a verse about it in a little bit, but just being fully justified yeah. and being given the permission and the authority in Christ to live fearlessly Mm -hmm. knowing I am perfected like I am not I don't have to earn Mm -hmm. my um 
status yeah through perfection Mm. because of what jesus did for me on the cross and um more specifically like with my own journey with relationships and friendships in i really struggled in high school and doesn't everybody (laughs) (laughs) i suppose it's just a different universe time but um yeah i struggled with friendships and felt really let down by um, just other girls and not feeling like I could own who I was. And um, a lot of that was probably like just personal internal battle. Like I don't, um, I think a beautiful piece of redemption is that you can be redeemed from something and look back and not blame. Yeah. You know, you can look Mm -hmm. back and not blame people that may have hurt you or people Mm -hmm. that have made your story, um, you know, have contributed to pain in your life, but it's not like it's sin and it's like part of the brokenness of the world. And we're free Mm -hmm. to forgive those people and to walk and even be able to love people in our story Mm -hmm. that have hurt us in that way, you know? And I just really wrestled with that in high school. Mm -hmm. And I think that those feelings of like loneliness or not being understood or, um, just even pain of like my parents got divorced when I was young Mm -hmm. and, um, not understanding like my inability to grasp the father's love being mm-hmm. rooted in just a, a deeper place than really I could conceptualize at yeah. that time, you know, thank you counseling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just struggling with friendships and I moved into college and, um, really coped with that by isolation mm. and, I pushed people away and like I didn't do sorority nothing against sororities but I didn't do those things like not because they're innately bad things but I didn't do them because of fear of being hurt by other girls or experiencing community Mm. and not being able to trust them or Mm. um so I just thought and a lot of it resulted in pride um because I would say like oh they are those kind of people do those things mm. and I don't do those things. Mm. And so like, I'm a more right person. Uh. I'm more perfect because I'm like pushing the, those things yeah. and those people away. So it was just all like a validation of loneliness. Mm. You tried to justify your loneliness and pushing people away yes. out of a place of hurt. Yes. Not totally. understanding, trying to justify it in your mind, yeah. but coming now to a place of, I did that out of yeah. fear and I did that yeah. out of hurt because yes. I didn't want to get hurt again because yes. I grew up with fractured community. Yes. I grew up with fractured relationships and yeah. I didn't know how to repair that on my own. Yeah. And not ever having experienced it like, mm. like it, at least with peers, you yeah. know what I mean? Like my family is I wonderful and disciples of Jesus and that's not even everybody's story. So even mm-hmm. that God can repair, but like just specifically with like friendships and, yeah. um, the Lord just turned my life upside down at working for the Christian summer camp, Canacook mm-hmm. and experiencing, I mean, everybody's been, not everybody, but you know, camp experiences of community mm-hmm. just kind of do a really beautiful job of demonstrating for you like, oh, wow, there can be healthy community. There yeah. can, like, we can't have heaven on earth mm-hmm. in Christian community. Mm-hmm. And I left that summer um, with an understanding of what discipleship was. Yeah. Like, my eyes just fixed on Jesus and wanting to use everything in my life to be in community with other 
people yeah and to pursue disciple making and I I truly believe that was like a death and resurrection moment mm. of like God resurrected me through community that summer yeah. and then I came back to college which that was the fall that I started our Bible study on our college camp on our college campus um, and just started gathering women together to mm. do Bible study because I was yeah. just like this has changed my life Ever- there must be other people on this campus that love Jesus all- that I can yeah. do relationship with that won't or hurt me also want community yeah like we all want that you know and yeah that's how the Lord moves in in that community um, so it's funny because even reflecting on it before our conversation I whenever I like I mean God has kind of wired me to like start the want to like start things and dream mm-hmm. big dreams and I get like not everybody thinks that way or like yeah. God wires us all differently and mm-hmm. he communicates with us all in different ways but um I I didn't have things like figured out I I never have <laughs> like <laughs> I, I didn't have things like he didn't make me like get cleaned up in order yeah. to use me if that mm-hmm. makes sense like I'm in that place of, you know, like starting Bible mm-hmm. study after Canacuck and I'm still in the midst of struggling with an eating disorder mm-hmm. and just really struggling to believe God loves me and yeah. like big foundational, um, looking for that in other relationships that yeah. didn't even turn out to be healthy relationships and mm-hmm. just struggling through all of that and how yeah. you look back and like that is incredible Mm -hmm. that God can do that in our lives and he doesn't wait I just think a lot of people wait to think like oh when I I have to get cleaned up before God can use me but like the reality is is like Jesus gives us a taste of what we can have yeah and we just have to lean in and trust him Mm -hmm. and know that he loves us without having to get cleaned up yeah you know and like what I'm hearing with your story about you know community and experiencing Mm -hmm. that at Canacuck is that you saw something that you you experienced something that you had been longing for and you said I want to make this happen for other people. Yeah. Not because I am cleaned up, not because I am better than other people, but because I have had a lack and I want to meet that with other people. Yeah. And I want to be surrounded by other people and I want to be broken mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. And I want us to be broken together and somehow figure out yeah. how God wants to be glorified in that. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So he, I want to get to this word justification because it's been it's been really foundational to, mm-hmm. I think, the fearlessness that he's teaching me in yeah. him. Um, I became a Christian when I was really little. Mm-hmm. So, like, he called me out, you know, and from a young age and set belief and faith in my heart. Mm-hmm. That's, like, it's a, a, a miracle upon just being, like, regenerated by the Holy Spirit <laughs> when we become, like, yeah. I believe. I don't even know what this means, I believe. Like, yeah. I, know I, I know I do. Christ mm-hmm. in your heart. And then, like, to be, I don't know, this whole journey of cons- like con- continuing to believe and follow him and in the way he sanctifies us. Um, I asked a question recently, and, well, I also want to say a verse, a life verse of mine that I always go back to that my mom used to write on my lunchbox. Oh, um, Jenny. When I was in high school, and I believe she's prayed it over me for many mm. years of my life, is Ephesians 6, 19 through 20, where it says, Pray for me mm. that I may fearlessly proclaim the mystery of the gospel mm. through which I'm an ambassador in chains. Yeah. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. And I've never felt fearless. Yeah. And I've said that a couple of times, but 
Mm-hmm. I think it's important for me to continue to say that I've never felt truly fearless, but God has not given me a spirit of fear. Mm. And yet, you know, I've like experienced a lot of struggles with fear and how that is manifested yeah. itself in, um, you know, these desires to control to and isolate. to isolate yeah. and hold me back and just like not just walk in freedom mm. and now feeling like my chest could bust open because I <laughs> yeah, have like you can so breathe. much breath. Like that mm. is surrender. I have like so much breath in my lungs because of what the Lord has done in my heart and life. And this verse, this is the verse that I was thinking about before this interview. And it says in Romans 3, 23. Maybe you've heard this verse before. Maybe you haven't. It's often a verse that we hear, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay. But then 24 says, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he has passed over former sins. So, okay. (laughs) What really I want to like knock out of the park right now in excitement is that like we are justified by grace as a gift. And I think that's what I was searching for is where I'm trying to get like, I was searching for how do I be fearless? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I be accepted? How do I be loved? And Jesus says like, you are justified justified. by me. Yeah. And believing that. Yes. And believing that that's Mm -hmm. enough. Like we're given fearless authority in Christ Mm -hmm. by what Jesus did. And, um, that's why now like I'm not afraid. Yeah. You know? I mean, there are days I feel afraid. But, yeah. like, deep down, I know I know who it is, you know, that yeah. carries all of this. And he's the king of the universe. I kept yeah. saying that on the last podcast interview with the house. I'm like, if he says he's going to do something, he's, he's going to do, do it. it. Yeah. Because he's the king of the universe. Yeah. So because you understand that you're justified, you don't have to be afraid of community anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live in isolation. Yeah. You don't have to worry about not being enough for other people. Yeah. And we can do broken community together. Yeah. Yeah. And to connect it all to to really rise collective now. And I mean, it's all I want to do is gather people in community yeah. and create, I keep saying, create tight-knit communities where women deepen their knowledge of truth Mm. so that they may grow up into the gospel and rise into disciple makers Mm -hmm. i've experienced jesus do that in my own life through community and Mm -hmm. so now it just motivates my desire to To like help others experience that like and i think that's what that's redemption you know Mm -hmm. that god um releases us that he liberates yeah. us from our sin from our bondage from our death we breathe mm. in our lungs again yeah and then we want to tell everybody mm. or yeah. do what we can with our life where we are mm-hmm. to and that looks like so many different things yeah. in in everybody's lives and i think it's yeah. just like jesus to take the places of our lives where we have felt broken yeah where we have felt fear where we have felt isolated where we felt like not enough and the places of our story that have caused hurt 
And yeah. he said, I want to make that your story. Mm. And I want to show my redemptive hand in the in the world yeah. through that part of your life. Yep. And that's just like him. He's so good. Hey friend, this summer in Rise Collective, we are studying through the book of First Peter. This study is a daily study created rhythmically to lead you to experience Jesus and the transforming power of his presence through a daily practice of prayer, repentance, and meditation on his word. I actually wrote this study, and I would love to invite you to join us. This week is the last week to sign up to join a Rise Collective discipleship group. These groups are gathering in our online community, Rise Collective Women Online, as well as in person in New York City. There are links in the show description to sign up today. The study will be free for you to download when it's released next week, so you can grab a friend and dive into this book of the Bible wherever you are. Now back to my conversation with Anmai. So with that about community, I want to hear, like, what does community really mean to you? Mm. Um, how have you seen God move speak? We kind of already talked about how he's brought healing, but I want, I want to know, like, what does it mean to you? Why are you so passionate about this? What breathes life about it? Ooh, that's a big question on my... <laughs> what does it mean to me? I think I'll probably... I'm glad you're not asking me to, like, define it because... You would, like, look up the dictionary <laughs> definition? Oh you know I love I know, I know you words. love definitions. I have, like, a few definitions of yeah. some words. But what's Laura Lee's yeah. definition? Oh, not the Webster I think dictionary. I'll probably spend my whole life defining community, you yeah. know, and, like, what it is... God defines it for us in mm. so many ways in yeah. his word. And it's, it is what unites us, you know, mm. it's what connects us all. There's so much imagery of like the body being one in him and mm. how we, it, we aren't meant to do it by ourselves. Like we yeah. aren't meant to do it alone. It's, mm -hmm. it's a life source in it in yeah. a way um I mean we know where the the true life is but God like mm -hmm. I don't know like he just does this thing you know what I'm yeah. talking about like, <laughs> he just does this thing yeah and I think I think what I've realized what it means for me in this in this season which mm -hmm. I'm just gonna start there because it can be a lot of things <laughs> but sorry my laugh you is know so that emotional. I have been learning a lot about um I mean, like, just with the things we're doing with Rice Collective in this house, I can't do this by myself, yeah. you know? Like, God rarely has ideas that aren't incorporating, like, <laughs> people. lots of people, you yeah. know? People with different gifts, supporting one another. Mm -hmm. And so I think I am finding that um, true, like, growth and flourishing and and joy like yeah. and delight is experienced with other people yeah. and the second i start to feel like i don't need other people mm. i know something's off you know yeah like the dial's off and yeah. um it, it's not soon after those moments where the weakness returns in some mm -hmm. way shape or form and god sends a human yeah you know God sends people to us mm -hmm. to support us and lift us up and yeah. um, have co the conversation we need or the word of encouragement we need. So mm -hmm. it just, it means, I don't know, it means everything to me. Yeah. I even think about community and how 
specifically with the church body and specifically with Christian community is that there's people from all different walks of life, mm-hmm. different stories, different cultural backgrounds, yeah. different socioeconomic backgrounds. And the call is to love each other and live in unity together. And like, you can't do that without yeah. the Holy Spirit inside you living and working with and loving people so different from you. Yeah. And I think that's so, what's, that's what's so beautiful about Jesus and the Holy Spirit is that like, even with community, like we need people and we need people who are different from us and we need people who think yeah. differently than us. And I think like, even in our relationship as we've begun to work together and been friends for so long, it's like, like I need you to help me think outside the box and you need me to give you structure. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, you know, and like you were saying with your story and like how that fear has pushed you to isolation, which led you to pride. It's like, we cannot think that we can do life alone. Yeah. And like, how silly are we to try to do yeah. so much in our own power, to do things by ourselves when it's like, we need people who think yeah. differently, who love differently, who live differently to come alongside us to have a better picture yeah. of the kingdom of God. And just thought as you were talking, like God, God the Holy Spirit, the Father and mm-hmm. the Son, all in community, together the literal beginning of creation like they Mm -hmm. loved each other so much this trinity and they cared like this is the whole entire story of the bible Mm -hmm. is about god his people pursuing wanting to be with them wanting to be with us this community that he's created Mm -hmm. with us and then we're going to get to like until eternal redemption we're going to get to be together forever and ever so it's like it's about togetherness yeah it's about making each other stronger. Yeah. And it's like... And we com- get a glimpse of heaven. Like yeah. We get a glimpse of heaven when we're in community. Yeah. And that's so, so beautiful. And like I think about Acts, like all the different languages, all the different kinds of people coming together and the Holy Spirit falling. And like in the Holy Spirit, in community, we have mirrors that are lifted up so we can see and we can repent of the dark areas of our life, the places that you know, don't glorify God so we can be made more holy Mm -hmm. so we can love each other. Like it's just, we need community to have a productive society, you know, so we can repent so we can be made stronger so we can Mm -hmm. learn from each other. And I just think they could probably talk about all the cool things, all the theology about community for, for days. And, uh, I just love it. It's good. So I remember thinking, I remember us talking so relationships are some of the hardest things that we do in life. <laughs> and we're all broken people. It's true. And this is a thing about community we don't oh. always think about. We're all broken people. We're all going to let each other down. Yeah. We're all sinful. And that's why we need each other to like be made better, you know. But what ways has God taught taught you about himself through relationships in your life and how has he been redeeming them? In our brokenness, in our own brokenness, in other people's brokenness, how have you seen God mend relationships back together, bring mm-hmm. reconciliation, and refine through community? That is a big question. And my, I do this um, thing where I ask I mean, like three questions, is, but I mean it's really good. Um, I'll start with just like what I keep talking about in my story with like community with friendships, specifically mm-hmm. women. 
um, just not feeling like I could trust yeah. girls. Now it's women. We're like mm-hmm. women. But like, you know, like as a younger kid, just having mm. experiences where I didn't understand why like people were selfish and rude and, and like, I don't know. I was just wrestling with, I didn't understand that I was wrestling with really big, deep things about mm. people's pain and brokenness, but I was and the effects of just like, eh, sin, you know, yeah. on, on how that produces itself in friendships and yeah um not feeling like I could trust other like trust friends or like bring them near and then trusting again Mm, and if you've gotten hurt before yeah and that's like truly a place that the Lord has fully redeemed um Mm -hmm. yeah I mean now being able to be in relationships with other women Mm -hmm. and having um just it didn't take many you know what I mean like I think yeah. that people think they need like a whole squad of like yeah. posse of people and <laughs> which is fun you know I mean I think back to like my two or three best friends in college like yeah you being one of them um <laughs> we're still here <laughs> that they it was just like a couple people that mm-hmm. understood my heart for the Lord and yeah. like felt the same about following him and um seeking after his ways and like wanted to go get ice cream at 1 a.m. and even if they're lactose intolerant even if they're lactose intolerant (laughs) and that's that's just like what Mm. that's the goodness of redemption is that like something that feels impossible all of a sudden becomes possible because Mm. god uh you know brings life back into it yeah through people you know and Mm. through new circumstances but Mm. it's only by the power of God like I can't I can't forgive like I talked about looking back and thinking oh those people hurt me or I remember specific experiences where God had me even like coexist with some like not coexist but because we're all coexisting but you know like be in the same environment with them Mm -hmm. again and like how to see them and have conversations with them Mm -hmm. and not just say, you know, that was painful and that hurt and they're there Whatever. and I'm doing yeah. my own life, you know, but really saying like, I love them because they're a child of God, mm-hmm. you know, and that's redemption, you yeah. know, being able to forgive the places mm-hmm. that like God forgave them on our yeah. behalf through his ransom. Mm-hmm. And now I can walk in freedom mm-hmm. and have free, like freely trust people again, knowing that. Yeah you know, God forgave them. I'm called to forgive them. And that's, you know, that's the path um, to life in relationships. I mean, we have to move forward. You know, we can't stop our lives because we are grappling with hurt and with fear. And it's like the ways that God is constantly pruning us and Mm -hmm. teaching us that we can learn how to love again if we've grown up in a broken home we can learn how to trust again if I've never been able to trust people. Like, yeah. it's only by his spirit and the way that he truly cares about having healthy relationships mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. You know, he cares. He wants us to have healthy relationships, but that requires so much self-awareness, mm-hmm. so much ask. Like, my, my, I call it my counseling verse. It's in Psalm, I think it's Psalm 51, but it's like, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. And like reveal to me the places that I have sinned, where I have um, 
hurt other people so I can repent of that God and that relationship can be made new. Yeah. 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 And it's so hard. It takes a humility to do that. And Mm -hmm. that's what Jesus has done. You know, he was the ultimate humble servant that Mm -hmm. even when he felt wronged and felt um, abandoned Mm -hmm. and left by his closest friends, yeah, which we'll experience and community, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. not, not quite like he did, mm-hmm. um, but he can sympathize. Yes, you know, and yeah. enable us to be able to walk in that calling. Yeah, and that's what I love is that like there's nothing that we have felt in relationships about other people that he hasn't already experienced. Yeah, yeah, and we know that we can trust him. And I think a really cool like, even kind of circling back like our college relationship and friendship like you know like we both have had relationships where it's been hard to trust other people and I something that I really love about our relationship is just the way that like we can just repent to each other so quickly mm-hmm. or even have like deep reflection of like Laura Lee, I remember doing this to you in college yeah and I want to apologize for that like things that mm-hmm. we've both forgotten about and been like I want to recognize a way that I hurt you or the way that I was flawed. Yeah. And would you forgive me of that? Mm -hmm. And just a a cool way of like accepting our brokenness and being like, I love you. And I know that God is healing your heart. Like Mm. let's work that out. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. And it always unites us. Yes. You know, like it It always brings brings us closer. closer. Yeah. Yeah. And just heals our friendship and makes our relationship stronger. Yeah. And like, even my husband is always like, I'm my, it's like 10 o'clock. Are you still texting Lorley? He's like, I want you to pay attention to me. Oh, and man. it's so funny. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> just like the level of intimacy, like emotionally in our friendship is like, yeah. it's such a safe place. Yeah. And that couldn't have been possible without yeah. God continuing to heal us yeah. and make us more holy and bring us into relationship with each other. I just feel like it's such I a good example. I don't roll over Zach, though. Zach is... You're one I with know. Zach. So. I know, I know. I'm getting better at it. Like, we have a rule now. He's like, okay, if it's going to be us time, you need to put your phone down. And I'm like, but... No, not like but. Like, yeah, I'll put the phone down. But he's like, I might. It's 11 o'clock. It's bedtime. Why is Lorelei texting you right now? And you're texting me like, go to bed. It's your bedtime. <laughs> so... Oh, man. I just love... The way that God has um, allowed you to move towards others and Me too. healed you Me too. from He's fear. Good. He's good. He's so good. And I, what does that mean? How does that relate to what you're doing with the house? And um, here in New York City, oh. you mentioned your vision for Rise Collective yes. and the house, um, the house in New York City for Rise Collective. It would really be an embodiment of living out community yes, really yes. specifically. I love that you're asking me about this. What are your hopes for the house? And oh what role do you think God is going to play? What um, role? Wait, no. I'm going to re-ask no, that question. I like this question. No, 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 no. Let me rephrase it. It's, it there's a, it's a better phrase. What role do you think it's going to play in God's redemptive work? I love that. What are your hopes for the house? And what do you think God is going to do with it in his redemptive work? I can give you an answer in the form of a verse that he has just driven home. <laughs> home, it's a house. 
um, over Friends. the past couple of years in this journey, and it's now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than mm. all that we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. No and notes here, ladies and gentlemen, with that verse. Ephesians 3. I said it literally on every episode of season, <laughs> season 3 that like that is what he's able to do in his redemptive work mm. through this house. And yeah. One, because he's the one that is leading and guiding this and... Mm-hmm. I truly am a vessel with my hands open. Being able to steward this is an honor and a privilege because God's hand is on it. And it's just been so evident to me that he cares a lot Mm. about his people because he wants to give us space. He wants to give us resources. Mm -hmm. He wants to give us everything yeah plus some mm-hmm. to be able to do what i believe is um a home for women to come together in community yeah. and to not only learn to learn what it means to to truly like be kept by jesus and experience him yeah um but to be able to do that in community with other women, mm-hmm. um, to cast, to help them cast vision for, you know, what does it mean? Why have, why has God sent you here to New yeah. York? You know, like everybody comes here if it's for fashion or finance or mm-hmm. whatever, theater. You're coming here for a purpose, and with your eyes fixed on success, it's. Yeah. I mean, that is only what is success to mm-hmm. you. You know. Um, but to have purpose, like to truly know, like I'm here to be with other people, to Mm -hmm. live, um, just immersed in, in the bodies of Christ's life and to go from that place into the city, to be a part of his redemptive work Mm -hmm. and whatever. I mean, we all have giftings that are specific to us and our heart bends for something specific like mine for women to be able to Mm -hmm. know that they are deserving of friendship and love because of Jesus and Mm -hmm. to create spaces to do that. But you have a passion in the body of Christ that is different than mine. You have such a big heart for justice and um, just like specific ins and outs of the way Mm -hmm. God has wired you. And and you teach me about that thing, you know, and I strengthen you and and Mm -hmm. my thing. So I don't know. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, this house is just going to produce every single year 12, hopefully 12, 12 women that know who they are in Christ mm. are experiencing Jesus a little bit more yeah. because of the rhythms that we've created in this beautiful community. And I hope that they multiply that in the city yeah. so that more people come to know the love of God and the love of neighbor through yeah. what they've learned there. Almost like living in community, yeah. living with other women. They're yeah. refining each other for the purpose that they feel God has placed in their lives. Yeah. And from there, they're being sent out into their industries yeah. to make an impact for the world, yeah. to make an impact with in other people's lives, yeah. to make an impact in society, yeah. to serve the poor, to serve their industry, um, lots and of different ways. And that's going to be more than we even, like that's going to have impact, that, yeah. more than I can even imagine. Because yeah. um, that 12 is going to turn into 24. Yeah. And that 24 is um i'm terrible at math yeah but it's gonna multiply (laughs) and i think too i mean outside of this like 
I think we're talking about the mission piece of it. Yeah. You know, the mission piece of like what happens when they leave the house and, mm-hmm. and they go out. But I think where I, what my heart breaks for is mm. what, how they walk in the house, you know, yeah. and how each one of these women specifically comes with, you can't just create a program mm-hmm. for 12 people yeah. and just like say, okay, this is what you're learning and this yeah. is um, what we're going to produce in you. It's, like each one of these people are made in the image of God. They and have their own story, their own pain, their own brokenness, and yeah, it's going to be messy. But they were created for Jesus and to experience yeah. Him, and just to to have a home where they feel safe and mm. at peace, um, to be able to sit at His feet together. Like I just yeah. imagine a bunch of women just sitting at Jesus's feet, mm-hmm. like sitting in His forgiveness, being able yeah. to forgive one another, and from that place loving others that's mm-hmm. that's real stuff yeah that's real stuff people who know how to do life with other broken people yeah in the context of christian community then learning yeah. how to do life with broken people in the context yeah. of wherever they're going to be placed yeah like there's going to be 12 women who are activated for christ mm-hmm. for the mission of god for the city yep and who have learned that they're the beloved, yeah. you know, and they get to go share that good news to the poor, to the widow, like Jesus proclaimed when he um, spoke in the synagogue on stages. Yes, at New York Fashion Weeks, at, at lunches, at their dinner table at, with their in, families in that skyscraper over there. Yeah, like just so cool. And that that's everywhere. We get to be a part of God's redemptive work because we are in community yep. and because we love other communities. Well, we get to be a part of Redemptive Work, not because we're in community, but because of God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that gets to inform everything else we do. Yeah. I love that. Hey, hey, Laura Lee here. Did you know I send out a weekly newsletter? Be sure and subscribe to the Rise Collective newsletter. This newsletter goes out every Tuesday with a few words from me links to the new podcast episode and the episode show description, as well as updates from the Rise Collective ministry and ways you can be a part of the work God is doing in the lives of women following Jesus all around the world. There's a link in the show description to subscribe today. Now back to my conversation. So after we talked about all these ins and outs, okay. and we sort of answered this question. You're but giving me permission to get my Bible out. So I'm giving you permission to get your Bible out. Yes! Okay. According to First Peter. Yeah. Why? What's the point of community? Yeah. And how do we do it? Yeah. Um, the point of community is Jesus. Um, <laughs> and how do we do it? And we talked about community refining us, making us more holy as we're sanctified in Christ. The book of First Peter tells us quite a few things about it um what we're doing in as rise what we're collective. doing as rise collective this summer and yeah. chapter one baby the point is is god glorified mm-hmm. i mean simple as that god glorified and we're gonna do that forever and ever in heaven when we're mm-hmm. experiencing eternal redemption which yeah. is pretty miraculous that that's gonna happen Mm-hmm. That we can be redeemed, relationships can be redeemed, things in this life and our stories 
are constantly yeah. being healed until mm. we experiencing until we experience full healing, yeah. final redemption forever and ever with Jesus mm. into eternity. Like that's that's what all of this is about. Mm. Um, I think with First Peter, like it says in the beginning, um, according to His great mercy, blessed be the God and our Father. Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through mm-hmm. the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, It's about an inheritance, a hope that is kept in us for heaven, mm-hmm. in heaven that was was given through Jesus's death and resurrection and it's why you know yeah. it's why we That's live why we do it <laughs> it's why we live in community it's mm-hmm. why we take it to the world it's yeah. because it's and it's how we can live in community i always say it's really really good news like yeah. it really really is really really really, <laughs> really is. is it's like yeah. if we just sit and ponder that for mm-hmm. five minutes it's like ineffable one of my favorite new words and effable it's like un unbelievably yeah. like unexplainable yeah. how big he is and our future is with him this is a moment you know mm-hmm. this is just and i love that that chapter ends with love each other with a brotherly love oh yes and that all of this you know the command that we've been given after being saved after becoming more knowing the hope knowing our hope right we're purified called to holiness and then we're called to love each other and that's and to love god's people yeah to love our neighbors yeah that i think Mm -hmm. is so beautiful yeah that because we are in christ Mm -hmm. because we are saved we can love people in a radical way yeah and as we pursue his way, mm-hmm. uh, as, as we, we pursue, pursue community, community, which by the way is calling us to greater holiness, like mm-hmm. you said, repentance and just being real and authentic in those relationships of calling each mm-hmm. other higher, pointing each other to truth, mm-hmm. our obedience to Christ. I mean, he says that before the verse I even read, he said, for obedience to Christ Jesus yeah. and for sprinkling with his blood. Like mm-hmm. we are being sanctified by the spirit for obedience so that we can love. Like we don't love, we don't love by our flesh. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't like, love in our own strength. We don't instinctually come out of the womb. We come out crying and screaming and needing yeah. everything yeah. provided mm-hmm. for us. And my instinct to us. is to hide my sin and my brokenness and not repent to my best to friend who I've hurt. To shame and to control yep. and to walk in pride. You know, yeah. that's the way. As my husband knows, <laughs> I blame hey. and shame. I love you. Um, Thank you for loving me. Yeah, it calls us. <laughs> that's how we're, we are enabled to look more and more and more like Jesus, which mm-hmm. leads to more and more and more love for more each other. Is Yeah, we're being redeemed to experience his love and it's just um a really beautiful miraculous process yeah i want to thank you for being on your podcast for being on your (laughs) podcast yeah and thank you for being so open so vulnerable about parts of your story Mm, that you probably haven't shared publicly 
um, things that are messy and dark and just thank you for being so honest and now full of light you know yeah god it's our stories are beautiful works of art Mm -hmm. so thank you for giving me permission yeah i just have one final question okay go knowing all this um if you could give the listeners one piece of advice about Mm. community identity or redemption yeah what would you tell them i love this question um the Bible, the Word of God, mm-hmm. is is truly our life source. Mm-hmm. And like Jesus is the Word. Yeah. The good news is the Word, and mm. this has changed my life. Yeah. Like He, God has changed my my entire life um, through His words and. I just want to encourage every single person listening to if they if you've never picked up the Bible, if you read the Bible and you haven't in a while. Um, I have no idea what your relationship with the Bible is. Mm-hmm. No idea, but yeah. it is living and active, and God speaks through it, and yeah. it is my delight. It's why I've written this guide on mm-hmm. First Peter. It's a huge part of my gathering women together. Like I don't just, I, the word of God is always central to what Mm. we're doing and to, um, our togetherness because he's what we're united in. Mm -hmm. And so I just hope that you feel encouraged to read, um, the word and that he meets you there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I want to invite them. I know this isn't really advice, but, I want to invite you to read First Peter with us this summer. I think that yeah. God is has really breathed this idea mm-hmm. and this study into existence. And mm-hmm. if every day that I'm typing and writing this right now, it just feels yeah. like He's like coming through me while I'm doing mm-hmm. it. That's truly the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we're doing it in the online community. We're doing it here in New York. If you mm-hmm. just want to buy the Bible study and do it with some of your friends, mm-hmm. I just want to encourage people. Um, to get in the word this summer because I think God has a lot for them. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a little off of that, but you know, we all have our own, we all have our own experiences with the Bible, with Mm -hmm. Christian community. And I just want any listener, you know, who has stumbled upon this podcast, you know, if you have been hurt Mm -hmm. by the church, if you've been hurt in community, if you've been hurt by other women, if you, if the Bible has been used against you, I just want to invite you to give it another chance mm. that God loves you and he wants to know you mm. and he wants to speak to you in his word. Um, so if you feel led to join us in first Peter this summer, um, or you just want to find other women who love Jesus in a healthy way, um, who are broken, yeah. we're all broken, but, um, I just want to invite you to maybe give it another chance. Yeah. Cause as we keep talking about with redemption, um, mm-hmm. that probably feels pretty impossible to be yeah. redeemed in your own heart and mind. But mm-hmm. nothing's impossible with God. Yeah. And He is able to restore mm-hmm. those places in your heart that have um, been hurt have by other people. Hurt. Yeah. That have been broken. I would love to just like close out the um, podcast by praying. Yeah. Um, and just praying specifically into that of just the places in 
these listener stories where, you know, it's, I don't know if they think like it's easy for them to say like they have found mm-hmm. good relationships, they found good community. Mm-hmm. I can't relate, you know, mm-hmm. just being able to intercede it together um, yeah. with you guys that it's possible. It's possible. Literally, nothing's impossible with God, and mm-hmm. this we is, wouldn't be here and be friends. Yeah, without it being, we possible. wouldn't get to know Him um, mm-hmm. without God. We thank you so much, um, Lord God. We thank you for giving us each other. We thank you for community, Lord. Um, Father, forgive us. Forgive us for the ways that we have not done community well. Mm-hmm. That we haven't loved people well or represented you um with our words and with our lives and our actions and Mm -hmm. god we thank you for the cross of christ we thank you that he in his perfection um was enough god for us to be able to be a part of your redemptive work in all of our imperfections um even this word brokenness that we've used, God, um, we thank you that our brokenness is not our identity, God. It's not um, who we are. It's an effect of our sin. And you come to that, like, we all relate on that, God. We all re- we all feel that um, just just all the little shattered pieces. I just, that's what I see. All the little shattered pieces, like, everywhere on the ground and you just like take them and you make them into this beautiful sculpture um and you want to do like you delight in doing that you're not just like i want to perfect you and clean you up so that you look more like me for i don't know god you care about us you know what i mean like you care about us looking like you but because you love us god and you love these listeners and you love um the details of our lives, God, where we've um, not experienced um, love. So, Father, just um, be with the listener, and I pray that if you're just nudging on their heart to study the Bible with us this summer, that um, they would find this as an encouragement and mm-hmm. um, that they would take the step, Lord. Thanks for podcasts, God, and for all <laughs> just the ways that you speak to us and speak through us. Stories in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening, friend. I want to say thank you. Thanks for spending time with me each week on the podcast. I consider it an honor to get to share these conversations with you. I hope each episode leaves you a little lighter and encouraged in truth. I'll be posting about living in the light with Laura Lee on the Rise Collective Women Instagram, so be sure and follow at Rise Collective Women for weekly posts about the show. You can follow along from my day-to-day life on Instagram at Turner. I love to share thoughts, words, scriptures, and updates from my journey as an artist and a follower of Jesus here in New York City. Know that you can always email me if you have anything at all in your mind that you want to share. I love hearing from you. You can connect with me at my email, lauralee at risecollectivewomen.com. I want to give a special thank you to Colleen Bruton for editing the podcast and Mike Stapleton and Helen Kemeny for the original music heard on the show. As always, go in light and in love, and I'll talk to you next week.